0: on BYU Sports Nation, back in business at the tight end position. BYU football's Matt Bushman, one of the country's best, but is he a lock to lead the team in receiving again? Training camp
1: starts next week. What's left for BYU to do? David Nixon has all the answers.
0: Plus, how many ifs is BYU football away from a 10-win season in 2019? A hypothetical, how about it? Let's go! This is
2: BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
0: BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans all over the world, Monday, July 22nd, wherever and however you're connected. Nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with college football attendance tracker Jerem Jordan.
1: Attendance is down, and uh, Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald, uh, shout out to Northwestern, beat Utah in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, mentioned that technology and phones are the reason for this. I tend to agree. I, I think uh, fans want a different kind of experience uh, in 2019 than they used to. Right? There's just more to do and see with the world, and uh, your phone is an awesome tool. Uh, can it? Can it get in the way of uh, you know interpersonal communication? Absolutely, but. Uh, It can also enhance an experience, right? That angle wasn't uh, discussed.
0: The convenience and access that phones and increased television production modems give to fans definitely is uh, an opponent of going to the actual game. The World
1: Wide Web. Well, well, it can also enhance a game. So we would clip off the replays here, and if you went to the game on your phone, you could watch almost every play. Moments after it happened if you wanted.
0: This is why Wi-Fi at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and stadiums all across the country for that matter, is such a big deal. Can they handle the bandwidth? Because if Wi-Fi can make that experience kind of like you're watching replay in the game at home for a fan while you're at the actual game, we're talking.
1: Who wants to actually pay attention to the thing they're doing in the moment? You know what I mean? It's this and something else. That's just what we do. We're getting good at that.
0: Right? We are multitaskers by nature. But you don't pant it! To-
1: well, I also consume twice the information now. Like, it's, it's just, there are pros and cons, certainly.
0: Pat Fitzgerald is on to something. That said, we hope that everybody shows up for all of the home football games for BYU.
1: Well, they're trying to enhance that experience. So there's, uh, if, if there wasn't enough reason for you to go, perhaps there might be now, right? And they've tried to do that before the game, during the game, after the game, right?
0: Here are today's show lineup headlines, and we're multitasking in the next hour. Former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon will join us. Is the BYU defense underrated in his opinion? Plus, toss-up, if you have to choose tight end Matt Bushman or center James Empey, who's the one that's going to have a greater impact overall on this BYU football team? Here are today's headlines. Headlines. Speaking of junior Matt Bushman, named to the John Mackey Preseason Award watch list, the Mackey Award honors the nation's top tight end. Last season, Bushman averaged almost 18 yards a catch, the highest average among FBS tight ends.
1: A more. James Empey is on the Remington Award watch list, given to the nation's top center. Last season, Empey earned freshman All-American honors and was BYU's highest graded offensive lineman. Five opponents, by the way, were on the Remington Award watch list.
0: Heather Knighting and the United States Women's Junior National Team finished eighth in the FIVB Women's Under-20 World Championship after a 3 sets to none loss to China on Sunday in Mexico. Come on! Nighting had six kills on 11 attacks and a block for seven points.
1: An honorary coup, Tony Finau, finished third in the Open Championship at seven-under, eight strokes back at the champ, Shane Lowry. Finau's third-place finish, his best ever, and his sixth top-ten finish in the last four years. He's knocking on the door.
0: Po hum Tony Finau with another top 10 finish. The greatest
1: Samoan slash Tongan PGA player of
0: all time. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Matt Bushman on the John Mackey Award watch list as one of the nation's top tight ends, at least we think he'll be, as we move into the 2019 college football season. He's led BYU in receiving yards in each of the last two seasons. Jerem, would you pick Matt Bushman or the field with Zach Wilson at quarterback to lead BYU in receiving yards this season?
1: Matt Bushman will lead BYU in receiving yards again this season. I think he will be the most targeted player. I think he will lead in catches and receiving yards. I don't think he'll necessarily lead in touchdowns. He only had two last year. But he was awesome. You mentioned that he's led the team the last two years. That's incredible. Well, it's also an indictment on the receivers. (laughs) I think the receivers need to be better, and I've talked about that. That's my new agenda thing, I guess, is the receivers need to be better. But listen to this with with, uh – Matt Bushman, 511 yards was a pretty good number, right? Only eight tight ends had 600-plus nationally, just for reference. First four games, he averaged one catch a game for 16 yards. The next eight, three for 56. Still not enough. I think he needs to be in the six catches for 80 range a game. Which he had
0: against Utah.
1: Yeah, six for 92 and a touch. That was great, right? It's like, look what happens when you throw in the ball. I don't know what took so long to figure that out for... Jeff Grimes and company, but they figured it out. That's the point. Better late than never, right? And per Rubel, Talon Shumway led the team in yards per target, but just a half yard behind him was was Bushman. That means Talon Shumway's down the field. If he catches it, he's going to get more yards, right? So Bushman is very effective. So effective that he was the best in the country at something, which brings us to our stat of the day.
2: The BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
1: Matt Bushman led all tight ends in the country in yards per catch last year, 17.6. Mm-hmm.
0: So when he
1: catches the ball, he's making it he's getting a good chunk with it.
0: It's probably Matt Bushman that will lead BYU in receiving. Like all signs point to Matt Bushman. Tell me who else is gonna do it. But if it is the field, it's probably because of the attention that Bushman will draw from the opposing defenses, which will open things up for Zach Wilson and his other set of receivers. So whether Matt Bushman is catching the ball yeah. it or not last year, catching the ball. He was
1: the leading receiver going into the season last year, too.
0: He's affecting the game, whether he's directly catching it or not. So that's the type of that they were talking about with Matt Bushman. It, yeah, it's probably him. But just maybe, maybe it's a guy like... Gunnar Romney, Jerem. Gunnar Romney there. take the next step, and will they target him more than they have any other receiver in the recent past?
1: No, because you have junior Bushman, senior MLP, senior Micah Simon, Shumway, right? It's, it, Gunnar Romney could be the guy, but I'd be surprised. You just have too many upperclassmen. Among the tight ends and receivers, to to be like we're going to you. It's not and and to me, Gunner's good, but he's not head and shoulders good above everybody else.
0: We've seen Talon Shumway and Alevi Hefo make big plays, and you brought up Talon Shumway's yards per catch. Like he has yards the potential. Sorry, yards per target. He yeah. has the potential to break big time plays. That's all we've heard.
1: that's all we've heard is the p word. I want the y word. Yards. <laughs> I want production. I want the other P word, production.
0: I, and that's why I'm with you. It's probably yeah. Matt Bushman. But, but if it's not, it's probably because Matt Bushman's garnering, know how you love that garner word, means verb, so much attention that it opens up everything for guys like Moroni Lalupututau and company.
1: It will take doing something that BYU hasn't done in the last few years. Let's get someone else more yards. And the number of yards that the receivers individually have caught is pathetic. It's not a bad thing if Matt Bushman
0: leads BYU in receiving again. That's not a bad thing.
1: But if it's 500 again, that's bad. You need someone that goes 700. Come on. Topic two. A 10-plus win season is certainly a strong and ambitious goal for a team that wants to finish ranked and relevant, right? BYU hasn't since 2011. Just hasn't happened. Part of
0: the reason we're frustrated with the whole thing here. How
1: many ifs? Is BYU
0: away from a ten-win season? <laughs> the basis of this show, especially in the off season, is based on hypotheticals, <laughs>
1: which is more exciting than actual results. In a lot of this ways, is gray, and those feels are black that and way. white.
0: Right? There are three ifs. Ooh, only three for BYU from accomplishing a ten-win season, Jerem. Number one: If BYU starts the season two and two. Okay, that's one if they have a shot. Okay, it's. It's realistic they could win ten games if they start the season at least two and two. Number two, if BYU has a winning record against rivals, something they have not done in the Kalani Satake era, one and eight overall. Does not compute. So if BYU starts two and two, and if the Cougars have a winning record against rivals, then it's still a possibility. And third, Jerem, if BYU wins the bowl game, oh, okay. that'll be their tenth win uh, right there.
1: I feel you. Because your your supposition at two and two is that BYU now would have to go at least seven and one. Correct. In the final eight. Correct. I think there are four ifs. Okay. Oh, okay. One if BYU beats Utah. You just have to start that way. You're not going to be able to get out to see the proper way if you don't upset Utah, probably the highest ranked team BYU will face at uh before the season starts, right? If BYU wins 3 of the first 4, I think to win 10 games. Wow. And I was thinking mostly regular season. I'm with you on the bull thing. But if BYU starts 3 and 1, okay, 10 is totally possible. You still would need to go 7 and 1. You still would need to go 7 and 1. You have one slip up, that's it. Cuz I see probably two Uh, Games that BYU loses in the final, you know, six and two. If BYU goes one and three, six and two, we'll be kind of bummed with that result, but we'd take it, right? Also, if Zach Wilson, the O line, main defensive players, Anderson, Kafusi, Gavoloku, Tonga, the majority of them can stay healthy, you've got a shot. What did we see at the end of uh, last year against BYU? Is going to beat Utah. If they stay healthy and don't get passive on offense. Hey, let's and go. then what? It's an 8-win season and we're going, oh, maybe BYU can win 10 this year. Like the rhetoric would just change, right? So there are four ifs for BYU to get to a 10-win season. 10 would be incredible, right? I would take 8 in the regular season right now. 9, I'm going to go, hey, better than, better than we thought. Zach Wilson's now uh, an upperclassman. Jaron Hall, sweet. Gunnar Romney, Matt Bushman's a senior. Lopini's a sophomore. This O line is all back. You know Isaiah Kafusi's still there. Uh, you know lots of weapons defensively still. But yeah, the future is exciting. But you know it's better than the future. The present. Ah, uh, yes. You want the present to be good, and I think this is a eight win BYU team in the regular season if they can uh, just just be just just be themselves. I don't think they have to be crazy. They could be—10, though, is like,
0: whoa! You put a large emphasis on beating Utah. And yes, yes if yes. BYU beats Utah, that plays into my idea of having a winning record against rivals and starting 2-2. Two and two. It almost feels like BYU has to win that opening game to have any shot. It's too much. Any it's, shot. It's too much. Because if they lose, then go,
1: ah, the season's over. No, it's, it's not. It's not
0: impossible. But yeah. then BYU would have to beat Boise State and Utah State to have a winning record against rivals. And one of those games that is could Logan. Happen. That could happen. always yeah. okay. so, a favorite in Provo against Boise State. But boy, it'd be sure nice to start with a win in how many days? Countdown to the Utes. 38 days. Shout out to Matt Payne. And speaking of Boise State, rocking that dude's world twice. <laughs> yeah, what was that
1: guy's name? <laughs> uh, I was on my mission for that. i totally missed that. Um, <laughs> Is everyone fasting? We talked about the 40-day thing <laughs> during, just during the day. At least is a everyone,
0: partial day fast. Everyone. A partial day fast. I'm
1: fasting during the show.
0: Yeah, from I'm 10 not going to gonna drink this water. From 10 to 11, are we fasting
1: yeah. until, <laughs> until, until <laughs> August
0: 29th? Do we want to win or not? Because <laughs> on oh. the field, regular
1: stuff hasn't worked yet. Huey really was funny. up by 20 and, it's, and still didn't win.
0: On to topic three, the Tony Finau situation. And all the dude does seemingly is finish top ten in majors. In fact, Jeremy finished top five in the majors over the last two seasons five times. That's incredible. That's awesome. He finished third all by his lonesome yesterday, yet got very limited coverage from the national pundits. How does that work? Pundits. Pundits. Got us thinking, which BYU athlete deserves more attention than they are currently receiving based on what they have actually produced?
1: Chaz Ayu was kind of injured as a freshman, right? But this is a highly recruited guy. Helicopters in. Who was it? Bleacher Report was like, yeah, well, let's do this. Helicopters in. This guy is really good. I think he's going to be really good. He he hasn't shown us that he's really good quite yet. Kind of got banged up seven uh, games in 2017, this guy could be one of the starters this year and be a baller. I think Chaz Alley is right there. The whole BYU O-line yes. is part of it. Jake Toulson I think should be discussed even more than he is.
0: He's been at Utah Valley, so yeah. under the radar. Yes, yeah.
1: he's down the. He's been down the street, but he's been uh, that 180 guy thing we talked about. Mar- We've given a lot of attention to Mary Lake, but I think locally even more. I mean, the fact that she's a collegian and she was on the gold Manning medal-winning Volleyball Nations League team. for, it, There's some confusion, I think, among people like, what team is what? Because we say all these USA teams. That was the main team. That was the senior women's national team. That wasn't like U21, juniors, the B team. That was the A team. Yes, as, as in the team that's preparing Bum-bum. for the Olympics. Yes, so there's some of them
0: I'm going to give you one man and one woman. The man is Gabi Garcia Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Gabi Garcia Fernandez has been an All-American in his freshman and sophomore seasons. Yeah. But because BYU men's volleyball had a down season, he kind of got lost in the fray. But really, how many people I miss the fray. have gone All-American status in their freshman and sophomore seasons at BYU? That is super impressive. He's BYU volleyball's 15th multi-year All-American. They've had 28 overall. And he's already accomplished that two years into his BYU career.
1: He'll be a four-year if he's healthy. Yeah, and I was hoping he'd be a four-year first-teamer. He got, what, second-team last year, I think. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's really good. We
0: think BYU's going to have a top-three-ranked team this season.
1: I think nationally. And he's at they, the center of it. Yeah. It, no, it was the red shirt year for BYU volleyball. The he blue, is the, at the center of it. You know how Robert and I was like, the blue zone? Should we call it a blue shirt instead of a red shirt? It's, it's not the question. red zone, it's the blue zone. It's a good, it's a good question. It be a blue shirt? He had a blue shirt year? Well, the NCAA recognizes a shirt? it
0: as a richer, but we can make it a blue shirt, well, right? Dr. Th- Bob don't care. Okay. Now I'm gonna give you the woman. Her name is Shannon Evans, BYU Gymnastics, first all-American for BYU gymnastics in 14 years. Hmm. She was on the all-MRGC honoree list all 10 weeks this last <laughs> season. It just becomes like that's eh, yeah. just what she does. Mm-hmm. You know, she posts one of the highest scores in one of the four events every single week. And it becomes kind of just expected. It is greatness. Shannon Evans, All American, the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Year, has led BYU's top 25 turnaround under guard young. It's
1: gymnasty, man.
0: Michaela Coulihan, also an honoree on this list. She was an All American for BYU Women's Soccer last year. Not many people know that. Hex, yeah. Yeah, second team All American from the United Soccer Coaches League for Michaela Coulihan. And a shout-out to Brenna Chase and Paisley Johnson, too, just because I think BYU women's hoops deserve some mojo and some good karma. And they, those two of the Splash Sisters. No one gives the, them the love
1: like us. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you, Ben Criddle, Jeff Call, all you guys. No one gives them the love like we do. Come Our on. question
0: of the day. How many ifs is BYU football away from a 10-win season in 2019? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Our first response in from at Twigger Stone. Jeremy, you never get to lead this off. Lead us off. At Twigger Stone on Twitter. Oh, did your battery die? It did.
1: <laughs> I was like, why is he handing it to me? Something must be wrong. Uh, computer screen black. Yeah. Do you mean here's yeah, that for later. Charge during the break. Yeah, at Twigger Stone on Twitter. At least five. What? What's our question? How many ifs? Five ifs? Beating Utah teams, finding consistency at receiver, finding a starting running back, overcoming road woes on the East Coast. Yep, we've talked about it. Playing with the same quarterback for the whole season.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, I like yeah, I like okay. his last two yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, Same no. starting quarterback all season. If that happens,
1: that is a that is a great one. I think that's a, a wonderful. And idea. if BYU
0: yeah. can actually win in the Eastern Time Zone against teams that finish with the winning record,
1: yeah, that's our uh, qualifier. There. Okay. Okay. Coming up, who does David Nixon think will be the breakout fall camp star? We are talking about right
0: now. And what is more important for the success of this BYU football team? Your power plug, or is it Matt Bushman? Or the center, James Emby. David Nixon joins us. Remember when he played in the NFL? That was he, awesome. He did?
1: Yeah. Really? How long? On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, a question man has long asked itself in the pursuit of truth. Who has a better roar, Mickey Yohianen of BYU Volleyball or Simba?
0: Check it out on Twitter, Facebook,
1: Instagram, and YouTube.
0: These are the types of things. It's from the beginning of polarize time.
1: our nation. What? Who has the better roar?
0: <laughs> Power it back up in Studio B, Jerem. It works. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome to the party on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, longtime friend of the program, David Nixon, David. former NFL and BYU linebacker. Dave, what's up, man?
2: Yeah, it just feels right. It feels right to be on the phone with you guys today. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's, We're it's a good there. way to start the week, man. We are almost there. Hey, we asked uh, Taysom Hill, your brother-in-law, if he had adequately embarrassed you on the golf course this football offseason. He laughed and told us to ask you. So what's your answer to this, David? All
2: right, so here's the thing. Uh, Taysom, I haven't been able to play that much this offseason, but we are playing this afternoon. Um, And, listen, it's well documented. He's a much better golfer than I am. However, I tell him, listen, if we want to get some friendly wagers – You've got, to, you've got to use your driver because the driver, he doesn't quite have dialed in. That's why he uses his two iron off the tee and still crushes like 300 yards with two <laughs> iron. Wow. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if I can convince him to use a driver, and then, then I'll, re, I'll uh, be able to come back and report. It's huh. the
0: great equalizer.
1: That's impressive. Um, he, he played it cool like he typically does. We talked about how he got a 56 in Madden, which we thought was just dumb. Uh, as, as, did you ever have uh, a Madden rating uh, one that you didn't like
2: did that happen to you I don't think so I don't think they even knew who I was probably <laughs> uh, uh, no I, listen I wasn't even a big Madden player unfortunately um, I was always more of the NCAA you know EA Sports type guy yes. but uh, you know that of course went away but uh, it's funny we, we actually had dinner with him last night we were chatting somebody else brought it up at dinner and how it was a big joke and he was just it he's like, listen, I don't care. You know, he's, he's pretty focused on getting ready. He, he re- returns this week to New Orleans, and uh, he's uh, got his conditioning test and then full swing into camp. So he's ready to, uh, ready to rock and roll.
0: He was listed as uh, one of the secret weapons, according to Bleacher Report, for uh, this upcoming NFL season. We're wondering who the secret weapon is going to be for BYU football. David, who's the secret weapon guy that's going to help the Cougars go next level?
2: You know, I'm going to stay in the quarterback position, and I think you're going to see some glimpses of some Jaron Hall out there. I think you'll see some uh, replication of what Tayson's done in New Orleans. I, I think you might see Jaron getting some playing time and um, switching things up a little bit and giving different looks because if you look at it, uh, you've got two mobile athletic quarterbacks with Zach and Jaron. If you put them on the field at the same time, there's a lot of trickery, a lot of misdirection, uh, a lot of stuff that keeps, you know, defensive coordinators on their heels a little bit. So, uh, and he's just a pure athlete. We've seen him with baseball, and, and we've seen him out there, you know, during spring, etc. Um, you know, I, I think he's got the ability to, to kind of open up that offense a little bit and throw in a whole different wrinkle.
1: Yeah, it's certainly intriguing. He's so good. It's like, okay, how do we use him? Yet, how do we make sure he's still ready to go? Should he need to come in, right, as as the quarterback? Um, how many ifs is BYU away from a ten win season, David? What do you think?
2: I think you're two, two. Two ifs away. That's I, it. I, 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 I think you're only two. Listen, uh, one of them being health, right? This September schedule uh, slash August is just so brutal that if you can survive uh, August, September with all their starters still intact, um, I think, you know, well, you're not going to have a 12 win season, but, uh, you know, potentially a 10 win or, or a, a good season. A 10 win is still pretty lofty with the schedule. Um, and I think the other key component is the run game. I think the run game is so crucial. Yes, Zach has a fantastic arm. He's able to create, get outside the pocket, and and uh, buy some time. But you've always you've got to consistently have a good running game. And you look back at uh, mentioning Taysom. You look back at Taysom, Jamal Williams. I mean, one of the best backs in BYU history. Uh, and the reason that offense was successful was because of a guy like Jamal that was able to take that weight off the shoulders of Taysom. And so, um, you know, I, I think the run game and staying healthy is key. Uh, because listen, it's, it's, BYU, we don't have the best depth, right? I mean, this is something that, uh, we struggle with going against these P5s is we don't have the depth that they have. Our, I think our starters line up well with every P5 team we'll face this year. Uh, but our depth, I think, is where it starts to drop off. And so, if we have guys start getting nicked up and get injured, I think that's where this team will start to really struggle, uh, when you've got freshmen and sophomores coming in and, and, uh, getting, you know, playing time. Um, whenever these, some of these upperclassmen get injured. So fingers crossed, no injuries. Of course they're going to happen, uh, but you hope you can just limit them and uh, you know, that your, your starters get, to get out there and ball out. BYU TV sports
0: analyst, football expert David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Fall camp opens in a week and a half, hard to believe. But what should players be focused on in the final nine days before fall camp officially begins?
2: Absolutely nothing. <laughs> these days, you, you've got to get away from the game. I'm telling you, they, these guys have been grinding since uh, the bowl game, really. Uh, off-season workouts, spring ball. Uh, and then, of course, you had the off-season workouts since uh, school got out. And, you know, they've been in school as well, summer school. But these last, this last week and a half, usually last two weeks, you literally just want to get away. You, you've got to get away from the game. You've got to clear your mind. You've got to get your body rested up because you want to be, you know, full energy in uh, full health mode going into fall camp. But this is a time you just veg and leave. I remember my senior season. I went on. I went overseas for a couple trips uh, just to get away because you need it. You mentally, physically, every, you need it. Uh, emotionally, you need, you need that rest. And so, uh, hopefully, these guys are, are, are getting some R and R um, and maybe getting some trips in. Uh, because listen, here in a week and a half, it gets real, and that, everyone everyone recognizes that. And so, this is your last opportunity to get away. And then, listen, there's gonna be plenty of time to focus here during fall camp. I mean, you're you're in there grinding every day. Uh, so, take the time off, enjoy it, uh, but know that uh week and a half, that's when you strap on the pad and start going.
1: Who will be the breakout star we're not talking about right now?
2: I think a guy that had, he continues to fire into the radar a little bit is Zane Anderson. I mean, he this is a player that had a great year until he got injured, uh, but I think because he got injured, everyone kind of has moved on a little bit in the sense um, and, and kind of looked at the other guys returning. But I expect Zane to have a, a breakout senior year. I mean, this is a guy that was on, you know, uh, scouts' draft boards, uh, and we're talking about him. I talked to a couple scouts about him, uh, and he, while he was still a little undersized, they loved the way he moved. And so I think he's one of those underrated guys that I think will surprise a lot of, a lot of people. I think, uh, Lassie Tuiaki Toyaki will use him as a, as a really important tool in his defense to kind of, you know, use his versatility to move him around on that defense side of the ball and put him in, in great position to make plays. And so, I'm looking for a big year from Zane. I think his senior leadership will also be very crucial with this uh, younger linebacker core and, and be that leader on the defense side of the unit.
0: Former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation. David, true or false, the BYU defense as a unit is better than the BYU offense as a whole?
2: Oh, I mean, I think you have to go with true in the sense that this offense is still not proven. I mean, you talk about Zach coming in for his sophomore season. Now teams will be able to game plan and scheme against them. Uh, they'll be, you know, they'll be prepared for them. I think this defense unit has a lot of playmakers that, uh, have proven themselves. Once again, the secondary, I, you know, you never would think you'd be able to say this, but I think the strength of this BYU defense is the, is the secondary right now. You got a lot of veteran guys back there that have had some playing time. Um, and then of course, you got Kyrus Tonga, the big anchor up front. So I, I think this BOE defense is solid. Um, the question is, can they gel together? Can that leadership emerge and and really just make sure they're a cohesive unit? <clears throat> That's the thing I'm I'm uh, most interested in seeing, but this offense, I think there's a lot of guys that want to prove something on that offensive side of the ball. I think they've been overlooked a little bit as well, and I think they recognize that. And I think they're going to come out pretty hungry.
1: Who's the most underrated defender right now?
2: <sighs> you know, I mean, listen, uh, I love Diane Gualicu. I, I think he's a ball player, and, and People would probably say he's not underrated, but I think he's that ball hawk. And when I say underrated, because I think his, his leadership is going to be key this year. Uh, and, and, you know, I've, you've heard the word leadership from me a few times now. But if you look back at the years past, I think that's something this BOE team has struggled with, is really finding their identity and having that true leader. And I think that's what they've got to get back to. You look at back at our days, you know, we had Cam- the Cameron Jensen, the John Becks of the world. These were solid leaders that everyone looked up to. And I think that's something that the BOA teams in the last few years have been lacking, and it's sh- it showed in the results, right? Um, and so I think a guy like Diane, while, yes, his on field play is, is well documented, I think his leadership is something that's you know, a little bit underrated I think guys need to look up to, and he needs to step up. And so um, I look to him, but uh, you know, I think Isaiah Kafusi. I mean, there's just a lot of ball players on that side of the, of the ball. That uh, I look to make, you know, hopefully make a big contribution. And, um, you know, th- this offense is going to need a solid defense to put them in good field position and get, put them in good situations uh, in order for them to succeed.
0: Again, nine days away from camp opening for BYU football. Oh. What's your biggest question mark as camp approaches?
2: I, I think for me, listen, the offensive line, it goes to the opposite side of the ball. And I think it's just this run game, and I alluded to that earlier. I, I think it truly is the, the the run game and making sure that we've got uh, – BYU's got a potent run game. And, and I think it all is going to boil down to that. Because if BYU doesn't if, – if they struggle, you know, getting three, four yards to pop, then that's a lot of weight that's going to be on Zach's shoulders. And uh, it's tough. It's tough as a quarterback to, to know you have to complete. You know, those third and seven, third and eights, those are tough. Uh, but I think the good thing is you've got the, uh, you know, you, you've got a strong offensive line that's going to able to create some holes for these running backs, uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully they can just take advantage of them. It's been fun watching the videos from uh, Lupini Coteau on on uh, Twitter and seeing him. He looks shifty and agile, and Tyson Williams, excited to see how he can come out and contribute. Um, there's a lot of intriguing storylines going into this small camp. I think that's why all BYU fans are so excited because, listen, we've got a month. You've got a month to get your things, your ducks in a row, and then it's game time, game one of the season.
1: Would you take Matt Bushman or the field for leading receiver by yards?
2: Oof. I mean <laughs> I would probably take the field in the sense that if Moroni can come back and be full strength and be full speed, I think you're gonna see uh you know, the, the dual tight end sets. I think Moroni will take some of those catches. And then potentially uh, you know, a gunner Romney or one of these guys can step up and, and be a go to. So uh talent I I'd probably take the field, but listen, uh, Matt Bushman, I think he'll have a huge year. I mean, he's a big target. I think he's created a, a strong relationship there with Zach. And once again, going back to the old days of two great tight ends. I mean, it's, you look at Chad Lewis, uh, to Amelia, you look at, uh, Dennis Pitta, you look at Andrew George. I mean, any, oh. anytime you've got two tight end sets, um, that you can put out there and get those mismatches, it's, it's a great advantage. So, uh hopefully, hopefully uh, you know, Matt Bush can pull through as well as Moroni, and then, of course, the receiver's got to step and make some plays as well.
0: Yeah, the thing I'm struggling with is, is it a good thing if Matt Bushman isn't the leading receiver for BYU? I, I'm... I, think,
2: I think it is. I, I think, once again, if you can distribute the ball, um, of course you want him to have catches, and, and we'd love for him to be. But at the same time, if you can have a burner on the outside, a receiver can come up and you know, stretch the field vertically and catch the long ball. Um, that's what you hope for. The tight ends, you want them to be your, your security pocket, your security blanket in the sense that those are your checkdowns, five, six, seven, ten yards. But you need guys that are catching 20, 30-yard bombs because, once again, that, that, that makes the defense respect that uh, deep ball, which then opens up the middle in the short, the short passing game. So, um, you know, you want your tight ends to have, you know, five, 600, 700 yards on the year, but you want some receivers over that 1,000-yard mark for sure.
0: David, good stuff, man. Good luck convincing Taysom Hill to use his driver to equalize your golf game this afternoon.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed, guys. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thanks, Dave. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He said receivers over 1,000.
1: There's not going to be a 1,000-yard
0: receiver this year? Well, BYU have have a 700-yard receiver this year.
1: Listen, the tougher the schedule, the less likely these traditional metric norms will happen. 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver, 3,000-yard passer. We just haven't seen it, right? I would love for that to change. Things can change quickly. 2017, the, the, the what's negatively possible opened up in our minds for the first time. We're like, what? Four wins? What? I want that to go up again, too, where let's say BYU does win nine this year. We go, okay, okay, okay. Are we back in the 8-9 game? I would love for that to happen. That'd be great. Sure. Okay, coming up, more of your responses on how many ifs BYU is away from a 10-win season.
0: David Nixon said two. We're watching the watch list, people. Two Cougars on preseason award watch list. James Empey, Matt Bushman. But which will have the greater impact on BYU's offense this season? This is BYU Sports Nation. Well, well, well. The BYU Sports Nation just spoke with David Nixon. Why he thinks he's going to beat Taysom Hill in golf today? Not really. Two iron off the tee for Taysom Hill. That's interesting. 300 yards. And who's the most underrated player on this BYU football team, according to David Nixon. Download the podcast. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Junior Matt Bushman, named to the John Mackey Preseason Award watch list. The Mackey Award honors the nation's top tight end. Last season, Bushman averaged 17.6 yards per catch. That's top 30 in the nation for any position. He was the highest average among FBS tight ends.
1: Sophomore James Empey is on the Remington Award watch list, given to the nation's top center. Last season, Empey earned freshman All-American honors. Five opponents had players on the Remington. uh, BYU's five opponents had players on the list. Yes. Heather Knighting.
0: And the U.S. Women's Junior National Team finished eighth in the FIVB Women's Under-28 Championship after a three sets to loss to China on Sunday in Mexico. Nighting finished with six kills on 11 attacks and a block for seven points. Cannot wait for BYU Women's Volleyball this season.
1: We're like less than a month from matches, right? Yes. Wow. On Cook, Tony Finau finished third in the Open Championship. Okay, the British Open, but it was the Irish Open. This the time.
0: Open Championship.
1: At seven under, eight strokes back of the champ, Shane Lowry. Finau's third place finish, his best ever, sixth uh, top ten finish in the last
0: four years. Yeah, I loved watching Tony play for like the 0. .4 minutes they showed him on TV yesterday. Yeah.
1: Were really cool. Well, he brought home 700
0: Gs. <laughs> that's, and that's what really matters. Our question of the day. How many ifs is BYU football away from a 10-win season in 2019? Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
2: <laughs> this is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation.
0: At tjp 84 on Twitter. Only one, and you'll like this, Jerem. He says, if BYU had an easier schedule.
1: <laughs> I've already liked that on Twitter. I saw it.
0: <laughs> if
1: BYU had an easier schedule. We'd be talking about the possibility of 10 occasionally with BYU football, right? But now we'd, we'd, we're saying, if. Like, what if a volcano erupts? Like, oh my gosh, come on. Uh, let's see, at uh, Colton underscore Palmer 3 on Instagram, so no at. Uh, three. One, if Zach Wilson stays healthy, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We assume health on this program, but in this case, I think it needs to be said. Sure. Two, if we have a healthy receiver that can get 60 plus
0: yards a game. 60-plus yards a game over 13 games is 780 yards.
1: Yeah, I think we're looking for a 700-yard receiver. Is it Gunnar Romney? He's the most likely to me. I think Talon Shumway could be that guy, too. We'll see. Three, if our defense will dominate. I'm a little nervous about the idea of losing Sione Takitaki and feeling like, yes, domination. The key to a great defense is not the secondary. It's not the linebackers. It's the defensive line. Eliza Tuiaki, the DC, has said this a lot. If we can get pressure with four, it's a game changer. Because now everyone is guarded, and now the quarterback makes either a dumb decision, throws it away, or takes a sack. The defensive line needs to be better. When Kalani Sitake was hired here, we thought, dude, the defenses were dope at Utah. Mm -hmm. He was getting the best defensive linemen, and they were wrecking fools in the Pac-12 and wrecking BYU. I'm excited to see if this group can continue to get better You always got one NFL guy in there, hopefully more. Can Lorenzo Fawatea and Devin Kafusi and all these guys be the group that we want them to be? If they get pressure with four and you don't have to blitz, now we're talking.
0: Who's going to join Kyrus Tonga up front and assert themselves? Is it Bracken Alvacri? Right. Trajan Peely on the end. Trajan Peely's another guy, yeah.
1: yeah. Again, they remind me of the receivers where it was like, okay, we've had this group for a couple of years. We think they're good, but they need to really show out. And we'll know in the first four games how good they are. Like, that's when the real test is. It's not out South Florida. It's uh, at Tennessee, USC, Utah, Washington, right? Those are tough challenges.
0: I like the experience of the BYU defense in the back seven for sure. Diane Gawoluku, Austin Lee, Chaz Ayu, Zane Anderson, Troy Warner. Isaiah Kafusi, Troy Warner. Like and, and those seven, young corners, yes. right?
1: That, that you didn't. I don't think most of Cougar Nation knows their names, which is awesome. Malik Moore, Isaiah Heron, all these guys, right? They were quietly solid last year, right? Didn't give up a ton of big plays. I talked about it. 40-plus yard plays allowed last year. BYU was second in the country. Like BYU did some good things against good competition. Do they need more takeaways? Absolutely. Do they need to allow fewer points? Sure. But BYU was top 30 in like... A lot of the kind of main overall stats, what they need to continue to be good at is uh, runs of 10-plus, passes of 20-plus allowed, right? Yards per play, uh, points per possession. Like, There's different metrics to kind of gauge this, but BYU defense has been really solid.
0: Yeah, and let's not overlook that Chris Wilcox is going to be a big missing part of this BYU defense. It's,
1: It's not expected that he'll be able to play this year, it sounds like, which is a real bummer. He was going to be a senior. He can redshirt. In theory, he could play at the end of this year, four games, And And still come come back back next year, year. which is cool, right? We haven't seen a lot
0: of that. Okay, at Grizzfather on Twitter says no ifs, just when's when BYU beats Utah, Mm. when BYU starts three and one, when BYU goes five and one at home, when BYU beats both Utah State and Boise State, then it's a ten win season.
2: Blue goggle alert! Blue goggle alert! Wow, if if all all that happens, it might be (laughs) eleven. (laughs) <laughs>
0: now, now right, you say eleven? It yes, eleven is like the oversized, clinically insane. <laughs> like I'm sending
1: you in. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. That's
0: awesome. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
1: Here's the thing, though. If BYU like wins eleven or twelve games. Will the rapture happen and then it's just over? I don't. I'm I, like I. I need a few years here, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Tabernacle at Choir at Temple Square is that their name now? Yes. Is that their name? Yes. Cool. Coming up, which BYU opponents made the Butkus Award watch
0: list? And it's a toss-up. Who's more important to the success of BYU football overall? Is it James Zampy, the center, or the tight end Matt Bushman? This is BYU Sports Nation. And why
1: his name will change next year. Oh, James? Saturday is the Best of BYU Sports Nation airs at noon Eastern time on BYU Radio. It shows up on the podcast as well, featuring some of the amazing, compelling, and rich interviews and conversations we have throughout the week. Do not miss it. And if you want to hear it again, you now have an option.
0: I can't think of a better way to welcome all of you back than with our question of the day. And it is featuring the hypothetical, how about it? It's July. Type of conversation. Yeah. How many ifs is BYU football away from a 10 win season in 2019 send
1: in your incorrect answers
0: at BYU anime on Twitter <laughs> if BYU stays healthy if yep. BYU plays aggressive on both sides of the ball, how do you quantify that though
1: Well and sometimes it's good to be passive it is trust me you can't go I can't come home from work and be aggressive that's not going to fly be
0: aggressive be at, be at dinner be aggressive whoa well, yeah if BYU wins the bowl game, says at BYU Anime. That should equal ten or eleven wins. <laughs> eleven. Just.
1: You guys are crazy.
0: <laughs> are Blue crazy. Low lo- key. Okay.
1: Blue goggle alert. That is Blue the high,
0: alert. high end. That the uh, high end might be nine. Eleven wins is like best case scenario. That you could possibly
1: fathom. We realize that 11 means BYU's in the top 15, right?
0: 11 and 2. Does everyone realize that? 11 and 2? Yes, BYU would be a top 15 team. I mean... 11 and 2. Wow. That'd be awesome. 10 wins. Just be ranked. Just be ranked. Weren't we discussing on the show not too long ago that would 9 wins get BYU into the top 25? The answer was no. (laughs) The answer was probably not, right. (laughs) All right. It's time for a toss-up, Jerem, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Mm-hmm. Toss-up scenario that we have talked about and teased a few times in this show. Such a tease. Who will be more important to the overall success of the BYU offense? Matt Bushman, the tight end on the—he's uh, one of the top ten ends in the country. He's on a preseason award watch list. Or that James means a empty. lot. Or James Empey, another guy that's on a preseason award watch list as the center. Who's it going to be?
1: James Empey. If James Empey is not very good, then it doesn't matter because Zach Wilson won't be able to get him the ball effectively. Um, It starts and ends with a good offensive line. It really does. You can have decent receivers. If you have a great O-line, that changes things. We think that this O-line's at least good. If not great, we'll see. And the QB of the O-line is the center. There's only one player who actually touches the ball every play. It's the center. And then hopefully he gets to the quarterback, right? From there. James Empey was a freshman All-American. Pro Football Focus assessed James Empey as the second highest graded center, not as a sophomore returning, but among everybody. Boom, roasted. FBS. Boom, roasted. Thank you. Stanley, boom, roasted. That's amazing. And I think his name will change this year. James Empey will mature and become Jim Empey. <laughs> That sounds like an offensive lineman, right? Who's your center
0: at BYU? Jim Empey. Jim Empy. He will become Jim Empy. Can I just point out that the reason James Empey is at BYU yeah. well, is because of his father, Mike. Mike. Michael Empey. So I'd like to give my shout-out to Mike Empey mm. for giving BYU, who I agree with you, will be the most important cog and the success of the BYU offense this year between Bushman and Empey. Okay. Yes. Other than the quarterback, yes. It's James Empey.
1: I, I think in the pecking, yeah. We're we're pitting those two against each other, but it goes Zach Wilson to me, then it's James Empey. Yes, Yeah.
0: That's the cool. center, he has to see everything of the offensive line.
1: He makes the calls. He makes Snaps the calls the for all of his teammates. Did you notice a single snap from James Empey last year? They were all Can good. Can you think of a single one they where were we were all like, good? He and what did we say? He allowed like Nine pressures on like seven hundred and eighty-three snaps or something? That's amazing.
0: Boom, roasted. Yes. It's it's uh Jim or Empey. James Jim Empey is the guy. Like James Kirk? Tiberius Kirk or whatever, <laughs> right? They call him Jim
1: later? This is what happens. He committed James Tiberius to Kirk, Utah.
0: He committed to Utah. Oh, we got that Pac 12 those Pac-12. Transfers and then came back to BYU because of his dad, Mike Empy. The Mike Empey effect stayed. continues to show itself.
1: He stayed after his dad got fired. He loves
0: BYU. Yes, this, he does. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to the whole Empy clan. Help somebody yes. gets this to them. Yes, Mike Empey, thank you, and Jim Empy, thank you for what you're about to do for BYU. <laughs> he will become <laughs> Jim Empy. <laughs>
1: I think it's after this season. Once he's a junior and he's an upperclassman, it's like, you know what? I'm going by Jim. I'm Jim MP. I haven't talked to James, but I'll talk to him after the season say, I think it's time. And he'll, and he'll say, for what? And I'll say, for lunch. For lunch. Let's go.
0: In all seriousness, for Matt Bushman to win this conversation, it would take like a straight-up like, first-team All-American type year for him. He'd have to have
1: 800 yards, eight TDs, just be incredible, right? And listen, Matt Bushman could do that. Matt Bushman is a junior. The first two years from him have been really nice. He's combined for over 1,000 yards. He's not had as many touchdowns as I, I think I want to see him have. Um, he's not been as big of a red zone threat, perhaps, against Arizona. That was a nice play, right? 24 yards. You're not in the red zone, technically. The blue zone. A blue shirt. Whatever. Whatever. Matt Bushman can be there. But it, honestly, you, you need to have a good cue, making good decisions, good O-line, good run game. Obviously, receivers and tight ends and space would be nice. But those are ancillary to the core, the primary part of an offense, which is if you can't run, you're not going to be able to throw the ball very effectively, probably. Unless BYU does what they did against Western Michigan in the second half, which is let's score 42 points by pass first, run second, and oh, go ahead, Riley Burton, 100-plus yards.
0: It's nice to have... Guys that still have multiple years left doing good things for BYU. And yeah, that they're going to go about doing good. Leads me to the offensive line. Projected starters, BYU will not lose one from this year to next year.
1: Incredible. They'll lose Thomas Shelf, who right now is scheduled as a backup at backup. multiple positions, has been a starter. Freshman All-American, by the way.
0: <laughs> and as he's, a backup, a, he's a backup. And he's a
1: backup. <laughs> That's great. I want someone to do the sophomore all Anyway, coming up, what Cougar soccer players went to the WPSL championship game, and did you know that was a thing?
0: Plus, today's rise and shout-outs. Who has earned the lofty honor from Jerome
2: Jordan? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Monday, a loaded Monday show for that matter, with David Nixon as our guest and a toss-up conversation that if you missed, you need to download the podcast to hear.
1: The show's on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio app. Spencer, let's whip it! Okay! It's time for the Cougar Around Football! Junior Matt Bushman is on the John Mackey Award watch list for best tight end, honoring the uh, Whoever is the best. Last season, Bushman led the nation in yards per catch among tight ends. 17.6 a grab, and he has led BYU in receiving yards the past two seasons.
0: Sophomore James Empey, soon to be Jim Empey. Well, after the season. Named to the Remington Award watch list given to the nation's top center last season, Empey earned freshman All-American honors, BYU's highest graded offensive lineman. Cougars did not have any linebackers, by the way, on the Butkus Award watch list.
1: Volleyball. Davide Gardini and Team Italia are heading into round two of the Men's U21 World Championships. After three straight wins against Brazil, Poland, and Canada, Italy is leading Pool D.
0: Can't wait to have Davide back with Gabi Garcia Fernandez and Felipe gibrito Ferreira. There you go. Heather Nighting and the United States Women's Junior National Team finished eighth in the FIVB Women's Under 20 Championship. Nighting had six kills and 11 attacks and a block for seven points against China on Sunday in Mexico.
2: Cougars in the PGA.
1: Honorary Coug, Tony Finau, finished third in the Open Championship at 7-under. Finau's third-place finish is his best ever, and his sixth top-ten finish in the last four years. Back to hold
0: with you, Spencer. Incredible. Utah Royals FC Reserves finished second in the WPSL Championship 4 3 in a double overtime loss against Florida's Pensacola FC. All goals were scored by BYU women's soccer members. Nice. Two from Cameron Tucker and one by teammate Michaela Coolahan. Cougars
1: in the Major League. Taylor Cole threw two, two scoreless innings and recorded one strikeout in the Angels' 10 0 loss to the Mariners Friday, where Mike Leake had perfect game through eight innings
0: and then blew it in the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> On the Cougars in the minors, shall we? Cougars in the minors. There we go. Brendan Lund went two for four yesterday, scoring two runs and an eight-to-one win against the Las Vegas Aviators.
1: Let's do today's Rise and Shoutouts, shall we?
0: Okay. You want to do today's Rise and Shoutouts?
1: I do. I Let's do it. it. Okay.
0: Jam, it's easy for me. I'm giving it to Tony Finau, who mm-hmm. was not... Hardly profiled at all yesterday in the Open Championship coverage. The guy finished a 7-under for the tournament, third overall. Profiled. Interesting. And they showed a total of eight shots compared Come to on. all 74 from the winner yeah. of the tournament. Eight shots for the guy who finished a solo third. Tony yeah, Fina weird. gets my rise and shout-out.
1: Mine goes to an Iowa man named Dale Schroeder, who paid for 33 strangers to go to college by saving up $3 million uh, for 67 years in his job as a carpenter. That's incredible. He didn't know any of these people.
0: That's Amazing. incredible. Our question of the day, how many ifs is BYU away from a 10-win season in 2019? The lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. The casual hippie on Twitter, one. If BYU sports nation <laughs> karma is real, BYU will have a 10-win season. We've got to get the whole team in here. That would be awesome. Or Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Mike Empey. See you tomorrow for BYU Sports Station at noon Eastern. Go Cougs.